Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. I am your host, David Castle, coming at you live from Carson City, Nevada. On this, the 7th of June, 2020. Um, I'm not doing a visual aspect to this show today. Just don't feel like it. I don't feel like setting everything up. It's kind of a pain in the ass to do. And I want to be uh, clicking through a bunch of articles and whatnot. I kind of just wanted to talk, although I do have a couple articles that I might go over. I just kind of wanted to talk from the heart and let you know how I've been feeling about things lately and everything that's going on. I know it's been a while since I did a a full broadcast thing, podcast like this. So there's a lot, there's a lot for us to go over. Uh, one thing I would like to start out with, though, is just to let you guys know that my new album is out, uh, Silence is Betrayal. You can find that on anywhere where you stream music. Um, you can purchase stuff from me from my website, hamazalionkiller.com. I got merchandise and stuff. I don't have any physical copies of the album out yet, but uh, I'm, I'm working on getting it and soon enough. But I do have like a bunch of sweaters and shirts and things like that if you want to support. I know times are tough right now and... Uh, you know, we, we all have to get our priorities straight, but if you have some extra money to throw my way and you appreciate the music, that would be great, and I'd appreciate it. It's 16 songs, um, goes over all kinds of stuff, and I would say it's it's pretty relevant to what's going on today. So, yeah, that's out. Look up Silence's Betrayal by Hamas the Lion Killer, and, and you can experience all the fun and goodness for yourself. Now, moving on from that, uh, obviously the big news right now is still... Uh, the the Black Lives Matter movement and the death of George Floyd and everything that has stemmed from that. It's been there's movements all across the world, uh, protests and and marches and things of that nature, all the way in places like New Zealand and across England and all these places that have you know they're they're it's the weirdest thing. Why would you be protesting the American police force when you're in a totally different country? How does that make sense? It doesn't make any sense. What are you protesting against? What are you going to change? And how do you think that this affects you? I don't know. But that's what that's what happens when you're in a PSYOP that's that's taken over the whole world, just like what they did with COVID-19. And isn't it isn't it crazy how quickly we move from the pandemic to everybody has to stay home, everybody needs to be on lockdown. And and let's remember that this term lockdown is is a term that they use in prisons. Uh, when they have the inmates on lockdown, it means you can't go out, you can't do anything because you're on lockdown. That, so that's a term that originated from the prison system, and that just shows you what they think about you and, and how they view you. You guys, are, we're, we're prisoners, and they treat us like that, and we all are, black, white, Asian, brown, whatever you are, uh, we're all scum. No lives matter. No, I'm just kidding, but it's it's interesting just to see what is taking place and how quickly you can mobilize everybody with the media and with celebrities being in conjunction with that. And then all of a sudden, everybody's an activist. All of a sudden, everybody cares. And everybody has an opinion and everybody everybody's voices needs need to be heard. And, and um, you know, we're all out there marching and, and doing the right thing because that's what you've been told to do. Uh, is the right thing, and I'm I'm not here to to bag on anyone and say that, you know, I'm not like a racist person or whatever, and trying to say that um, there isn't injustices happening, especially within the corrupt, militarized police system that we have here in this country. But it's just interesting to see how uh, 
how we can be mobilized like that and how 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 we get triggered by certain events and how they get focused on in the media and used for an agenda, which I think is what's happening right now. I do think most of the people out there at all these protests have uh, good intentions and they really do want to see things change. I think, honestly, I think a lot of it is virtue signaling from people and people being out there because everybody else is out there. It's the herd mentality and stuff like that. If you know, it's, nobody's doing it by themselves. It's only when there's a big group of people, which which makes sense too. That's just how protests and marches are. Um, but nobody cared until they were told to care and until it became the thing to do, you know? Um, and this is something that tends to resurge every four years when it's an election year. And it's something that the Democrats definitely like latch on to and that they're all for it and stuff. Um, which is interesting, not that I believe in the two-party paradigm and that dichotomy at all. It's a, it's a weaponized system used to control you and give you, give you the illusion of choice, but it's there and, and you do have these different candidates vying for power and, and trying to get in there and, and they will hijack any situation or any sensational story and, and use it to their advantage, which both sides do. They're, they're both doing it, but yeah, it's just funny, man, um, how all of a sudden everybody cares and everybody's an activist and uh, we all got to speak out, right? Because silence is betrayal, just like just like my album that just dropped and just like my single, New Normal, and now everyone's saying that and now everyone's saying that you can't, you can't be silenced and stuff. So just uh, in case you guys are wondering whether or not I'm ahead of the curve, it seems like I am, not to brag. But it's definitely... Just fascinating times that we live in because remember a couple months ago when the whole lockdown thing started and the government made 40 million people go out of work. They destroyed countless small businesses and all all for this virus that that ended up having a death rate of 0.2% and didn't kill nearly as many people as they said it would and they were even having to fake death certificates and make it seem like people with stage 4 lung cancer somehow died of COVID-19. You couldn't even trust the tests, which you still can. We're still living living under this right now. Some of the restaurants are opening back up, but they're only at half capacity. Uh, so they're not making nearly as much money. And fucking the waits are way longer. Everything has just gotten way less convenient all of a sudden, like overnight. And it, it just happened. It's like we moved into the new world order and people still can't see it. They can't see that that's what's happening. And all of these events and situations are manufactured and they're being used to drive us toward a certain agenda. And that's just, that's what's happening. And I wish people would realize that we're all being attacked here. It doesn't matter if you're you know, white, black, Mexican, Asian, whatever, man, this, this agenda and this new system that they're bringing in, you are the enemy. We're all the enemy across the board. 99.9% of us are the enemy. It's actually written in stone that they want to depopulate four fifths of the world. And they just want to reduce the population to 500 million people. That's it's written in stone in the Georgia Guidestones. These aren't inexpensive little, tablets that somebody chiseled in their garage. These are big, expensive monuments that somebody took a lot of care and and spent a lot of time and resources and money in order to get established. So they're written in like four different languages in ancient Mesopotamian and, and stuff, so or Sumerian or something. Uh, so these guys mean business, and this these are the people who really control the world, and 
I think it's the people who were controlled or who were behind the pandemic and also behind this these protests and stuff that are going on too. And like I said, um obviously black lives matter. You know, and I don't who would even argue that I don't know, some people say all lives matter, which is also true, but then then you get labeled a racist for saying like, "No, nah, that's it's not about that," which it isn't. And there is blacks do get unfairly targeted by the police and by society in general. I mean, we're not far out from the civil rights movement. That, that's a relatively new thing that happened in this society. So they are at a disadvantage. Um, but I also think that black people don't appreciate being like talked down to and having white people having to go like, I don't know, use their privilege to help them or something. There's a lot of people that are like, dude, I'm not I'm not oppressed. Like I do whatever I want or whatever, you know? So it it goes on both sides and to categorize everybody as having a certain belief just because they're black or just because they're white is just as racist as, as anything else, you know, because you're classifying someone by their race. Um, so to say that, you know, they have no opportunity because they're black or, or every white person is privileged because they're white they're equally ridiculous because everybody's situation is unique. And to classify people by their skin color is just racist in itself. So how are we ever going to do away with racism when everything is about race? And they train us to do this. That's what they've done is they've weaponized race as a concept in order to pin us against each other, to to get us fighting amongst each other and never uniting because we're always looking at we're – only, we're only looking skin deep. We're only looking at the appearance, and we never get to unite against each other to be that powerful force which will be required to actually make a lasting change and to topple this power structure which is aimed at controlling us all and and doing messed up things to everybody. So, yeah, race, it's something that gets weaponized, and it it gets used against us. And it's sad, dude. Um, So, you know, and, and it's just... It's pathetic, really, to see how everybody comes out of the woodwork and everybody has an opinion and they all have these these long posts. I'm particularly talking about celebrities and and uh, these heads of these big companies and organizations like, you know, Nike and just whoever. They're all doing it, the NFL, the NBA. Everyone's all Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. And anytime when you see this happening on that wide of a scale across the whole platform, that's when you know that there's something's up, right? Somebody is behind this and somebody made this happen. These things don't just occur spontaneously. It's happening for a reason. And, you know, we could go into the protest, which started out peacefully, I would assume. Um, and then these mysterious pallets of bricks started showing up in, in various cities just out of nowhere. And and there's even videos of cops dropping off these pallets of bricks. And there's cops inside of, of the protest trying to rile people up, uh, going through and breaking windows and stuff and setting places on fire, becoming these provocateurs and turning the protests into riots um, and, and starting the looting and stuff. I'm sure you guys have all seen the videos of the people in Target just running through, stealing stuff and just acting a fool, man, doing doing crazy stuff and giving the whole movement a bad name. Uh, and then people will see this in their home in middle America. You know, white middle-aged people will see this who who probably don't have much interactions with black people. Uh, they'll see this and what do you think they're going to think? You know, and this is all a manufactured perception that, that, that they're feeding you because the media is only going to focus on 
the most negative aspects. It's the old saying, if it bleeds, it leads. So they're only going to report when when stuff is burning down or when cops are getting beat up or when cops are – actually, they don't seem to be reporting when cops are beating up regular people. And, and it's black and white and all kinds of people who are getting beat up by the cops, even old people. There was just that story of – um. You know, there's all these cops and there's like some old man who's 75 and then the cop just walks up to him and throws him down and and throws him onto the ground. This old man. Like, why would you ever do that? How could how could you do that? You know, what a dick. And and then like 50 something cops resigned over that cop getting in trouble for throwing down the old man. And it was an old white guy. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a black guy. God forbid if it was, it would be headline on on every on every newspaper because that's the narrative that they're trying to feed you. But in reality, what's happening is the police are, they're racist against everybody. They're dicks to everyone, man. Pretty much. They don't care. And they're a gang too. That's why all those people resign because they have this brotherhood. And a lot of them literally are part of Freemasonry as well, especially if you're high up in the the chief position or whatever. A lot of these people tend to be Freemasons and they have an allegiance to each other more than they have an allegiance to serving the public. It's, it's not really about the public safety. Uh, there are good cops in there, but there's a lot of bad cops too, and it's a bad system in general. It's bad laws, and that's what they do. They're law enforcement. Uh, they're policy enforcers. You know, police force, policy enforcer, that's what they do. So, you know, we you can even go back to the genesis of the police force Apparently, it started out by by them being uh, slave slave hunters or whatever. I don't even know what to call it. People who track down runaway slaves, and that's what they did. So they don't have a very good standing throughout history. I think police at one time may have been out to help the public and just you know watching over the neighborhood and and providing services to people. But in recent years, and it was under Obama and under Bush, we've and now under Donald Trump, it doesn't matter who's president because. These people are all puppets. They're they're just they're the face that we get to throw tomatoes at and blame for what's happening. And then every four years we get the opportunity to replace them with somebody else. But the agenda continues because it's controlled by a shadow government or the deep state or the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it. There's something above the politicians that that they show us that is really controlling it because the same agenda continues either way. So, you know, really after 9-11. Um, is when I think the police got militarized at a higher level because there was that continuous existing threat. They they passed the Patriot Act where anybody could be a terrorist, so everybody's got to be under surveillance, and they all got to be watching us and listening to us. And there's all these um, alphabet soup institutions: the FBI, the NSA, the DHS, the you know all these different things. And they all serve their little function where they're spying on us and and watching things. And the police are really just like the lowest, one of the lowest rungs of of the ladder. They're not, they're dumb, first of all. A lot of cops are just stupid. And I've read on this this show before um, articles about how if you have too high high of an IQ, they won't even let you become a police officer. And this is something that went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Because this dude, they made you take an IQ test and this was like 20 years ago, but this guy scored like an outstanding score. He was like a he was genius level, and they wouldn't let him become a cop. And they cited his intelligence to be the deciding factor against why he could become a cop. He was too smart. So what does that tell you? 
about who they want to become cops. They want stupid people. They want order followers because that's what they do. They do what they're told. Don't think, just do it. And, you know, the whole system is corrupt. They they're send cops out to Israel to get training in, in all these crazy things. And, you know, Israel, they're not very good to their neighbors over there in the Middle East. There's a reason why Israel is so disliked in that part of the world because they rule with an iron fist. They're doing bad things, man. They're shooting people, at, you know, for throwing rocks and stuff and killing all these people, shooting them in the leg and stuff. And they, they love it, man. And not to say all people in Israel are bad because you can't make those types of generalizations, but it's the controlling force in charge of the country and in, in charge of the institutions, the military, the police force and things like that who are doing the bad things, making up the bad policies, stealing people's land, blowing people up and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, everybody else is just following orders. And for some reason, if you're just following orders, you're able to shift the blame from yourself onto somebody else. But in reality, that's not the way it works. You're responsible for every decision that you make in your life. And, you know, to to say that you're just following orders, it's really a poor excuse. And, um, you know, I don't think the big man upstairs is going to see it that way, whether or not you believe in something like that. You know, it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's just, it is what it is, man. And be a man and, and take responsibility for your actions and they'll be like, oh, I was just doing my job. You know, I just drone strike that wedding because I was doing my job. I'm not responsible at all. Like, nah, dude, you you did that. That was you. Somebody told you to do it, but you're still responsible. So uh, anyways, I think I was talking about the militarization of the police force, which we have seen. It used to be like cops would dress up and you know, some uniform, and they they wouldn't look much different than the milkman or the postman. They're just chilling, doing their thing, and hanging out. <laughs> I don't know. At least that's what they will show you in like the Andy Griffith show or something like that. But now it's like they look like stormtroopers or something. They look like soldiers, and they got crazy weaponry. They're all rocking bulletproof vests. They got AR-15s, full SWAT gear, all kinds of crazy equipment. They got like armored tanks and. Humvees and stuff like that, and it's just, what's up with that? And what does that tell you about what their duty is? Is their duty really to protect you, or is it to protect the government from you and this system from the people? Because that's what it really is. And when you come home from from war, if you were to send out to the war on terror and you you served in Afghanistan or Iraq, they will, you know. Um, what they call recruiters, military recruiters will target you and, and come and ask you to, to, well, I guess it wouldn't be military recruiters. It would be police recruiters or whatever. But there is like that revolving door between ex-military and cops. And what do you think that does when you take somebody who is just in an active war zone where there's pretty much no rules? I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure there is rules. There's obviously rules of engagement and things like that. But do you do you really think they're treating these these poor Afghanis and Iraqis uh, with with any respect and and viewing them as people and treating them as such? I don't think so. And these are the people who come back home after doing some horrific stuff, you know, experiencing battle and and whatever. And not to down talk down on soldiers. I know there's a lot of good people in the military as well. But at the end of the day, these are unjust wars too. I mean, you know, I, will, I can say with 100% faith that 9-11 was an inside job 
And Tim Osman, a.k.a. Osama bin Laden, I don't think he was the mastermind of that, planning it in a cave. And if you want to learn more about that event, you can look up Where Did the Towers Go by Dr. Judy Wood. She explains how the 9-11 attacks uh, were likely done with some sort of weaponized free energy, with some sort of like directed energy weapon, and she backs it up with all kinds, all of her science. She's the most suited person, most well-trained person to do this sort of analysis uh, out there, and there's a reason why she's been ostracized from the truth community and attacked by so many different factions, which are supposedly out to find the truth, but that's not the case at all. These sorts of organizations get infiltrated, and you know, so like the 9/11 Truth Movement, it it got infiltrated, and, and people are spreading disinformation to obfuscate. Uh, the story and, and confuse it and muddle it and get people looking a thousand different directions so there's no unity so nothing ever happens you know and, and there's so many people who know that 9-11 was an inside job and and can see the holes in the official story and that, and that it doesn't make sense and reputable people architects engineers uh, doctors lawyers whatever you know there's a lot of people that see that it just doesn't add up the official story um, but does anything ever come come of it? Will anybody be held accountable? No, and we're still in Afghanistan, and we're still killing people there and growing opium and shipping opium in from there. You know, how do you think they get all this money for these black projects? Because they're in charge of the drug trade, and this has been proven many times too. Many people have been assassinated for talking about it and doing good journalism about that. And the same thing happened uh, happens with the chemtrail movement. You know, there's there's people who come into the movement and will say that they're, uh, you know, they'll, they'll spread certain information, but they won't touch on other information that we know is true. So it kind of makes you raise an eyebrow about these people like, oh, who are they actually working for? Or are they just here like gathering intel on people, making a list or something, checking it twice. But um, yeah, and I think the same thing is, is happening with the Black Lives Matter movement. I think there's a lot of people who who mean good, who mean well, uh, that are in it and and at these protests and stuff. Without a doubt, of course, of course, it's that. But when it's misguided from from a higher level, and you do have mysterious pallets of bricks showing up in these cities where these protests are, and you have these agent provocateurs who are who are trying to provoke people into acts of violence, then. You, you really should take a step back and think logically about this and, and ask yourself what's really going on here and to what purpose. So it seems like what's what's been happening, first of all, like I said, the militarization of the police and pinning the police against the people and then pinning people against one another by, by using this race baiting and uh, coming up with, with terms like the white privilege and the white guilt and, uh, you know, you got these super politically correct people out there who just, you know, they don't got no balls or nothing. They, they can't think about things for themselves and they just do whatever they're told. And uh, they really buy into this and and they'll like bow down to people and just do some <laughs> some crazy stuff um, for for crimes they didn't commit. I don't know. Like, what, did you have slaves or something? You got a slave in your closet or some shit like do you, is this really necessary to go to these extents for people? Or, I mean, were you a slave owner, owner yourself? And how many of us even have ancestors who were slave owners? I know I don't. It's not like I've benefited in any way from slavery. I don't, I don't got no old money from, from the 1700s. 
that are coming up from some 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 of my slave owner great great granddaddy or something. It's just it doesn't exist for me. And I would I would assume it's that's true for a majority of people. So this whole concept of the guilt that we're supposed to be feeling uh, for for something we didn't even do, and and probably my ancestors didn't do either. I just don't really see it. So how are we all responsible for for the injustices of this corrupt system? When I didn't create this system, I'm a victim of it just just as much as anybody else. And I do speak out about it, and I've been speaking out about it for everybody about events like 9/11, about how they're spraying the skies with all sorts of bad stuff, you know, spraying the chemtrails, doing the geoengineering and having all these false flag events and, you know, spreading terror and warfare across the globe, killing literally millions of innocent people across the Middle East for 20 years. How many people are out there marching about that? And and when does anybody speak out against that? When do these when do these um celebrities and organizations like the NFL or the NBA speak out against the injustice of our military system being used as a police force of the world and killing so many innocent people. Where were they when Barack Obama drone striked all these people, like did more drone strikes than ever? And I think Donald Trump, since since he got elected, has done even more than Obama. So every year and every president, it just gets worse and worse. And we're spreading all this death and destruction across the globe, but nobody speaks about it, right? Because it's not the popular thing to do. They weren't told by the media to speak about it or to care about it. And that's the pathetic thing that I see with this kind of stuff is that people need to be coaxed into it. And they need to have that authority figure to tell them what to think and to tell them when to act, to tell them when to be mad or to be outraged. And you're just being used. You really got to realize that 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 a lot of a lot of um, what's happening right now is. More than likely, some sort of organization and and people with an agenda that are trying to use you. And it seems like what's happening right now is the destruction of America. And that might sound like like I'm a super right-wing conservative guy and they're, they're trying to ruin my country or something. But, dude, it's just facts. And these are tactics that have been employed in a lot of other countries where America and the CIA was behind it. Uh, it's a military coup or, or you know, you, you go into another country and you destabilize it in order to create a regime change. And it seems like, you know, the it's coming home to roost, man. We, we've been doing this all over the world. We've had our fingers, not we, but like the government and the CIA, they, they go around the world and they infiltrate different movements. They get things started. They get the shit started. And... And then boom, the mili- you know, the government topples and then it makes way for America to, to place a puppet politician in there who, who's going to do anything we say. And that's what we've been doing across the world. And now it's happening to us. You know, can anyone realize that? Is anyone talking about that? Obviously, the mainstream news isn't talking about it. And it's interesting how it's just it's like it's like a playbook. And you you can't say that all this stuff wasn't planned. You can't say that with any certainty as much as you could say that it was all planned. How would we really know at the end of the day? But what we can do is look at the facts. And what happened at the beginning of this year was it was coronavirus. Well, first it was the fires in Australia, right? So Australia was burning down. Things are just crazy over there. All the koala bears are dying, RIP. 
and very weird fires similar to what happened in Paradise. And I went to Paradise. I filmed my video New Normal there, which is ironic how, how relevant that has become now. That I, that I chose that title for that song, but I've seen, I saw this happening. I didn't know that that term would become this popular this soon. It's just something that I saw. I was like, oh, this is, apparently this is the new normal. And now everybody's saying it because it's it's now become like a mind control term. And that that's what they do. They use these slogans to do mind control. In uh, George Orwell's 1984, they had the slogans, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. And these are terms that people had to, to repeat because the 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 amount of syllables in the three words, it's like super effective for mind control. And that's just, it's behavioral psychology. And these people who control the world, who control these institutions and these, you know, these universities and, and are doing this kind of stuff and creating these things that's going on, these agendas and these movements, they, they know that. They're not stupid. They, they're very well-read, well-educated people with nefarious intentions. It doesn't mean they're good people just because they're smart. Just because you're intelligent doesn't mean you're good by any means. And a lot of them aren't. So, yeah. So at the beginning of the year, you had the the fires in Australia. Well, first, what else have There was something else that was like catastrophic. Well, you had Kobe die. Kobe Bryant, dude, died in a fire in a, in a in a helicopter crash. And that was just like insane. I remember I was at a bar in Reno and uh having a beer and like the TV was on cuz of course TVs are bars have become just a place to watch TV. They used to be a place where people would talk about stuff and like that's where America was born was in the bars. You had all these revolutionaries getting drunk talking about fuck the British empire and let's let's start a revolution and then that's how it was born. But now they realize that they can uh, do away with those sorts of pesky revolutions by just mass, mass entertainment. And that's what Aldous Huxley's Brave New World was about. But anyways, I was at the bar drinking a beer. And I looked on the TV and I saw that LeBron James had just passed Kobe's record for like all-time scoring. I think it was he became third and then knocked Kobe down to fourth. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Haven't heard about Kobe Bryant in a while. Like, I wonder what he's been up to. Does he still play basketball? I don't know. I don't follow sports, really. I don't really follow basketball. I'll watch it if it's on, like, with my friends or something, but I'm not super into it. And it was interesting because I was like, I haven't thought about Kobe Bryant in a while, and all of a sudden he's on TV. And then the next day, I was, oh, I was at the studio. The next morning, we were mixing one of my songs, me and Tom Gordon, uh, my sound engineer, very excellent sound engineer. He actually did Dr. Dre's album, Chronic 2001. And he did a bunch of stuff on my new album, Silence is Betrayal. And uh, we're like working on it. And he turns to me, he's like, Kobe Bryant just died. I was like, what? Like, I kind of laughed. I was like, okay, like what the fuck? And But to the whole nation, it was like a shocker, right? It was just like, oh my God, Kobe Bryant died, dude. Like what the hell? This is crazy. Kobe died, man. And uh, of course, there's there's all the typical signs of was this an Illuminati sacrifice because you know there's even like gematria behind it there was somebody who predicted that uh LeBron was gonna surpass Kobe's score and the fact that he did it in Philadelphia which was Kobe's hometown and uh then there was you know everyone's showing this cartoon that came out which was uh oh man I I forget the cartoon it was some Comedy Central cartoon, but in the cartoon, Kobe Bryant dies in a helicopter crash. And then there was this movie that had, uh, it was either a movie or a music video or a commercial or something, but it had Kanye West and 
Kobe Bryant, and then there was like a helicopter crash in that too, where Kobe was in. So there's all these signs where, where like it kind of makes you raise an eyebrow, like, oh man, did they plan this? Do they know about this? Is he really dead? And I think he died in the Corona Hills too, and then boom, right after that, what happens? Coronavirus, and everybody's on lockdown. But the, it had been taking place before this, you know, all throughout the year, and I had been monitoring it uh, because. Once I saw that they locked down like hundreds of millions of people in China, I realized like, oh, dude, this is for real. You know, they're using this for something. And uh, just because it hasn't made its way over here yet doesn't mean it's not going to affect us. So I knew it was going to come here and something was going to come of it. And, you know, of course, history will tell us that it did. And uh, what was it like? Was that March or? Yeah, February. Other stuff was happening. People kept dying. Celebrities kept dying. And then um, <laughs> just kind of, it was like traumatic experiences for all of us. And I can't help but think, dude, that like these types of um, events are meant to like mess up the human consciousness and just our psyche and get us into this negative state where we're more at the mercy of being controlled by other people. When you're in fear and when you're confused and things aren't making sense and you're sad, you're more easily manipulated. And that's just that's just how it works. Um so I couldn't help thinking that like as we're going through this that is this is this all part of it, man? And when you're deep into the conspiracy stuff as I am, you'll that's just the way you start thinking about stuff. You got to question everything because really nothing is out of the realm of possibility with regards to uh, the crazy stuff that's going on. So then it was the coronavirus thing. All of a sudden, everybody's on lockdown, right? Well, first, everyone's all tripping, buying up all the toilet paper and the hand sanitizer. And it's like, why is everyone buying toilet paper? What is that going to do? And that was a media-induced thing. It would, People saw that everyone was buying toilet paper, so people go buy toilet paper. It's monkey see, monkey do. And... What's interesting, too, is the toilet paper uh, and coronavirus equal the same thing in Gematria. They equal the same number. What Gematria is is like assigning numerical values to to, num- or to letters and then adding them up and then reducing it. Ah, it's a whole thing. But a lot of people think that um, the people in control of the world follow the Kabbalah and this, this branch of Jude- uh, Judaism, like Jewish mysticism. And they use things like gematria to encode their events and kind of like to mock us or something. So I, I don't know. I think a lot of it is bullshit, but it's interesting to think about. And I think there is some truth to it. But it's just interesting to know. Like they equal the same thing. Because it was really random. Like why is everyone buying the toilet paper? And then of course everyone's out trying to get the hand sanitizer and everyone's tripping. And then everyone bought a bunch of food. I went and bought a bunch of food because it was like we've never experienced anything like this. And uh, and then a bunch of people got laid off of their jobs or just got fired. And then there was the massive push for everybody to get unemployment and to get some sort of income, some sort of revenue generation because we can't go to work now. The government literally outlawed work. All these businesses had to shut down. And so many small businesses have went under. So many small restaurants and bars, tattoo shops, whatever, man, all across the board. Uh, they weren't allowed to do no business. And how many people can survive you know, how many businesses can survive when you have no income? You, you have no revenue being generated, no profit, not even anything to sustain it. And then, um, yeah, so that happened. I lost my job. I don't even have a job right now. I could probably get one if I wanted, but whatever. That's besides the point. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, so it was it was like a big experiment, it seems like. And then, you know, did anyone get the disease? Then there was all the mind control with with the essential workers, and they started using these jargons and these slogans that said, stay home, stay safe, stay home, save lives. And then they started saying, this is the new normal, and then all they unrolled all these commercials that were like, how do they make the commercials so fast? And how are you out here making commercials when you're not allowed to go to work? And all the newscasters are broadcasting from inside their own homes. And that was a whole other thing. You saw how boring these people's houses were and and how much they didn't know about how to work a microphone. Like, dude, my setup in my in my room for like a couple hundred bucks is more, it sounds better than their stuff that they're supposed to be working for this billion dollar news broadcasting station. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff. It's a super interesting year, man. 2020, and we're only halfway through it. So yeah, that happened. All the businesses shut down. Government said we can't work. Everybody's got to stay home, right? Stay home, save lives. And people did it. You know, people did it. And all the celebrities got on board and they told you, you know, these are tough times with the, everything is so uncertain. That was another, that was another phrase they said. Everything's so uncertain. And then it was like overnight, all the grocery stores changed too. You start having that like plexiglass thing in between you and the person swiping your groceries. And they even took away the little grocery divider thing that you put on the um, little treadmill type mechanism to separate your groceries from the other person's groceries. They took that away because you're going to spread germs. And yet at the same time, everybody's using the same pin pad. And then at the beginning of the pandemic, you had Tony Fauci who was saying that, uh, you know, we really don't all need to be wearing masks. We should save those for our frontline workers. That's another weaponized phrase that they're using, frontline workers, because you see, they're creating the war narrative. This is a war. It's a war against the coronavirus. We're at war with this disease because everybody loves a good fight, right? It's us versus them. We're, we're trained in this binary system of thought, this dichotomy where it's good guys are good versus evil. That's just how humans are trained. So they had that. Yeah, Tony Fauci said, yeah, nah, you don't really need the masks. We should save those for our frontline workers to wear in the hospitals and things like that. And then all of a sudden everything switched. Now everybody has to have a mask. Fuck, we even need gloves. We need we need to be all be in bubbles. And the last thing you can do is go visit uh, old people because the old people are at, are at the most risk. They have they don't have a very good immune system and and same with fat people and people who don't take care of themselves you're more likely to die from anything if you don't take care of yourself and if you're just old dude well that's what happens man when you get old you die hate to break it to you but it's gonna happen to all of us probably sooner than later given everything that's happening but yeah they they made it so you know we can't we can't visit with each other they banned gatherings of more than ten people you can't go to the parks they started filling up skate parks with sand. And, and doing all these, these ridiculous things that didn't quite make sense. But that's the thing. When, when it's a psychological operation aimed at just fucking with everyone's minds, it's not supposed to make sense. It almost works better when it doesn't make sense. Because people are just, they're just doing stuff and they don't know why. And it, like, it trains you, gets you into that, that um, routine of just doing what you're told for no reason, even though it makes no sense whatsoever. And that's where we are right now. Because, and also remember that there were protests against the lockdown because there was people who had businesses and didn't have any way to make any money. And they're like, dude, I can run my business without getting everyone sick. And who are you to tell me that I can't do business? Who is the government to to come in here 
and tyrannically just say, you can't do anything business, you can't do any business, the whole world has to stop. Why? Because for your own safety. But it's like, dude, if I don't have any money and I can't feed my family, then I'm not very safe, am I? And who are you to to make decisions for my safety for me? So there were people who went out and protested against this because, you know, however you want to frame it, it is, that was a tyrannical act, what they did. They just framed it as being something which was gracious and and for your own well-being because everybody, they care about you and because you were being told to do it by experts. And in this technocracy system that we live in, in this 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 socialist scientific dictatorship that we're living under, we've been trained to listen to whatever the experts say. If somebody's framed as an expert, we're supposed to listen to them and just do whatever they say. And that's what that's was how science has been weaponized against us, because science has been turned into a religion. It's not just what it was originally intended to be. In fact, but there's some people who say that it, that that was the original intention behind it all along was to do away with religion and and move into uh, the scientific dictatorship. But really what science is, it's just a method of deduction. It's it's a process of figuring something out. It has no, you know, it's not like a dogma. It's not a religion in itself. It's just a way to figure something out. But it's been, we've been trained to see it as a dogma and to to see scientists and and doctors as the new priesthood. That's what they are. And anything they say go, goes. And that's also why they they make science so hard to understand. That's why they have these Latin terms and, and, and things to – they got like a really complicated word for a simple subject. And you'll, you'll see that if you read a scientific book. They got like the scientific name for a butterfly is like 57 letters long. It's just like it's a butterfly. But there's reasons for that too, and the scientific terming and you know terminology for stuff. There's a reason for it. But they do make it so it's it's not easy for the layman to understand. So you are more susceptible to the opinions of these experts. And when they tell you to do something, they could reference all this information which you don't know how to interpret, and therefore you're more likely to do what they say. And if you don't, then you're an idiot because you don't know what this guy knows, and he knows better than you. He's an expert. You're just an idiot. So that's that's the way we've been trained to to think about stuff, and that's the way it goes. So when the experts tell us to stay home, what do we do? We stay home. And if you question it, well, you're just an idiot, and you don't care about old people, and you want them to die. And that's what people were saying about the protesters, because I went down to the protest, the one that was in my town in Carson City, just to see what was going on. I was like, oh, cool, you know, like, they're protesting against the government. Fuck the government. I'll, I'll go down there and see what's up. And um, unfortunately, what it had turned into was more of like a MAGA rally, like as if Donald Trump wasn't the one who did all of this. He definitely had a part of it. And to think that, I don't know, then, then the whole Q movement came up where Donald Trump is just doing this as a as a disguise for taking down the deep state and all the pedophiles or something. It's like, bro, if you really believe that, you are legitimately retarded. But besides all that, um, yeah, everyone was just talking mad shit about the protesters and how they're just horrible people and how they want old people to die. And people would say terrible things like, well, I hope you catch the virus. And then, uh, when you go to the hospital, we're not going to treat you and we're not going to help you because you're so dumb and you don't care about anything. And look at what the experts say. They say, we can't do this. We got to stay home. We have to social distance, social distance. And, uh, anybody who doesn't abide by that is, is, you know, uh, Similar to a terrorist, basically the same thing, and just bad people. 
And, you know, the, they came out and started talking about how, how we got to do contact tracing. Everything's going to be different from now on. We all got to wear masks. And if things do open up, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be the new normal. We all got to keep our distance. And then they came up with these, ah, I'm getting ahead of myself. But anyways, the, the thing, <laughs> just going over the whole year right now in one talk, but it's important to think back on this and think about what's been happening. We have such a short memory span here. We really have to look at this objectively and logically and step back and think about everything we've just been put through. Otherwise, nothing makes sense and you're always at the mercy of of the next thing that's going to happen, the next thing that's going to kill us all. You know what I'm saying? So you got to step back and think about this and you can even think about further. I'm not that old though. I'm 26. I can only remember back so far because I've only been paying attention for so long. When you're a kid, you ain't paying attention. You might be paying attention a bit, but I I obviously don't know as much as somebody who's 70. Or as much as like my grandma who lived through World War II remembers how all that stuff went down. But anyways, it's important to, to think back on stuff. So yeah, everyone who went to the protest were terrible people, right? But now you actually have health experts who are saying, well, we still say that you should stay home and practice social distancing unless you're going to a Black Lives Matter protest. Like, what? What Dude, what? And then you'll see the same celebrities and the same rappers and actors and newscasters and and people like that who are telling people to stay home and saying if you leave your house, you don't care about old people, you're a terrible person. These same people are now saying you got to go out and protest. You got to make your voice heard because black lives matter. Do you recognize the hypocrisy on that and just how, dude, these people are delusional. And if you're one of these people, man, I'm sorry, you got to look in the mirror and realize that like you are under mind control. There's something wrong with you psychologically if you really believe that. If you believe that this virus is so selective that, you know, he'll he'll only go to one, one protest or the other, Dude, you have mental problems. But this is what we're witnessing. This is what we're seeing in the world. And it's fascinating. It's like it's like we live in a mental asylum and and the people running the mental asylum are are the most mentally crazy people out there. It's amazing, dude. It really is. And it I, I'll never cease to amaze me. Um and I'm just blown away by this. But it's and then again, it's so typical and you can expect it and it's just crazy too. It's just been going nonstop every day. And if there's so people are so outraged and the fact that we had been locked up in our houses for so long and the fact that everything became so much less convenient and so much more of a hassle, just going to the store is a pain in the ass, trying to go to like a fast food thing, go through the drive through everything's popping lines around the block. Just everything is inconvenient and, and not quite as good as it used to be. And then they, they say you can't go to the beach, you can't do this, you can't do that. Nothing makes sense. You can't go to a park, you can't sit on the bench, you can't take your kids to play on the playground. And and everybody's doing it. And then the cops will come through and they'll enforce it too. And they, they'll enforce these ridiculous laws that make no sense. And then come up and beat the shit out of you for not social distancing or for questioning it, with totally violating the thing that they're supposedly supposed to be, you know, like... I don't know, man, enforcing. And then what happened? And then we saw this horrific video of this cop who just knelt on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And we all got to know that it was for eight minutes and 46 seconds, right? Because, and then, and then you have like Nickelodeon doing 
eight minutes and 46 seconds of heavy breathing. For what? For these little kids who are six? What are you trying to do to these kids, man? Just traumatize them? Like, and, and when you see all of these, these television networks, all of these actors, the news stations, the, the newspapers, the, the, the influencers on YouTube and whatever, when you see everybody doing the same exact thing at the same exact time, you have to wonder what's going on. And then when that the thing that everybody is doing all at once contradicts what they were just telling you right before that, and you guys can't see that they're fucking with you, are we really that fucking stupid, man? It's maddening, dude. It really is. And then what they're doing is they're doing the total race baiting thing. Like every white person's a racist. Or or it's just ridiculous. Like who really believes that? In fact, I don't I I'll venture off to say that I haven't met very many racist people in my life. I really haven't cuz I haven't witnessed a bunch of that. Now granted, it's I don't live in a place with with a lot of black people. I live there's a lot of Mexicans. But everyone's coexisting and chilling. And even if even if somebody might have some some like uh, negative feelings towards towards another race, which is out there, of course, it goes both ways too. Some whites may not like blacks, some blacks may not like whites, some Mexicans may not whites like whites and not like blacks. Whatever, it goes fucking all different directions. That's just people's own psychological shit. But to to generalize across the board that oh these people are bad or these people all have a privilege that that we don't have is just how much of that is actually based in fact or and how much of that is just an emotional reaction that has been created inside of you for an agenda is that beyond the realm of possibility that people might be trying to get you to think that for a reason meanwhile do you think do you think white people are immune to what they're spraying in the chemtrails do you think we somehow don't get affected by that like they they just made it so so we don't get damaged by that, the constant geoengineering that's taking place on a daily basis all across the world? Do you think that our privilege will just give us immunity to that? Um, what about all the people who died in 9-11? Were, were we immune to, to that shit? I would imagine that was a majority of white people. It was like a big-ass building of white people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, were they privileged when they died in that 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 horrific attack that was perpetrated by the same people who who are doing all this shit now. And I'm not talking about terrorists. Ah, are we immune to the mind control that goes on all the time? You know what I'm saying? This whole system, it's not very good to any of us. It's against us all. And it's just, it's just, they're getting us to, to hate each other, man. And that's not what needs to happen. We got to join together. And uh, look beyond this, this system that we're we're just falling victim to. So, I don't know, man. And not to say, like I said, not to say that there aren't minorities who are oppressed, but the the agenda that goes along with this and how everybody will just jump on it all at the same time is very suspect to me. But like I said, not that, not that I've, you know, I'll be the first one to stand up for somebody if I see some injustice taking place. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. But we've been trained to only see people for the color of their skin. And the more we propagate that that idea, the more it's going to be used to control us. And this goes back to when we're even in school. I remember taking these tests 
and like like um, standardized tests that they have where you have you fill in the scantron, you bubble in all the little questions, and it would be like one of the precursors to the test. They'll ask you your name, they tell you to write down the date, and then they'll ask you what race you are. Are you white, Hispanic, Latino, Pacific Islander, black, uh, or African American? Uh, and then they, they list off these whole things. So they they make you categorize yourself. I always chose other because I was like, why do you care? Why does it matter? And then they'll they'll do things too, like um you they had all these scholarships. I remember when I was like gonna go to school. I went to college for once, once upon a time in a past life, and um I applied for a bunch of scholarships, and I realized there was a bunch where it's like this scholarship is specifically for Hispanic people, or this one is specifically for um, African Americans, and then they would they would even categorize the scholarships as if you're like, wait, why why would they do that? I don't know. Maybe that's just my white privilege talking, but I was like, it, it everything gets gets boiled down to that race, that black versus right, Republican versus Democrat, just any dichotomy to keep us at opposition with one another and in avoidance and ignoring the real problem, which this is an incredibly oppressive system, which is out to control us all and and ultimately depopulate us and, and murder us, kill us. And that's happening to everybody. You know, and uh, I think I keep it relatively um, novice on this. You know, I don't get like too into um, some of the more far out stuff, like the real details and of um, what they're actually spraying in the chemtrails and what they can do to you, the nano dust and the Morgellons and, and the mind control aspect of it. But there's a lot going on and I, I just don't see, I don't see the privilege that that one group has over the other, you know, in with regards to this this crazy tyrannical fucked up system that's that's out to kill us all. I I see it being used as a um, just something to divide us, dude. We all got to love each other. We all got to come together and 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 do our thing together. And I think a majority of what the, what's happening in the protest is is about that. But I also think it's being it's being used and, and infiltrated and, and used towards a certain agenda. And I think that the outcomes of a lot of this will be a more heavily militarized police state. Because when when people riot and, and burn stuff down, whether it was it was regular people or if it was done by the provocateurs and, and cops dressing up in regular civilian clothes, um, the outcome will be the same. It'll be people who, who want more protection. And what's crazy too is um, they just announced today that Minneapolis is gonna, let's see, Minneapolis city council members intend to defund and dismantle the city's police department. Whoa, that's crazy. I've never heard anything like that in my life. They're just gonna, no cops in Minneapolis? What? what? And after all this like crazy stuff happened too, where there was like all these crimes, people actually going through and like looting entire businesses you know with with dozens of people hundreds of people running in stealing stuff burning places down and then their their solution to something like that is to make it so there's no more cops <laughs> dude you can't make this stuff up it's it's just crazy i mean um i i don't know and dude i i i dislike cops as much as the next guy but what what will the world look like if there's no cops <laughs> it's a good question I think it will, there will be more crime. And what will happen is the people who, who can afford a private security force will have that, 
and that will be the rich people, that will be the 1%, and then the people who are already the victims of the most oppression will be even more in a, in a worse position. Because there will be more crime, more gang shit, more, more fucking crazy stuff just going on in your neighborhood because there's no one to stop it. More shootings, more, more anything you can imagine. It's more crime. <sighs> I don't know. It's just, we're living through a giant experiment, it seems like, and just civil unrest is happening here. So, kind of crazy, but the, the COVID-19 thing, how quickly did we move from that into, into the race war? You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, I, you can even say that this is a distraction from, from the, the policies that are being implemented with COVID-19 as an excuse, even though it's nowhere near as deadly as what they originally predicted it to be, what the computer models say. Just like the commuter, computer models that say, um, you know, we should all be underwater by now because of global warming and, and the melting of the ice caps, which, which didn't happen. But it's just, you know, they're still doing this. And then... For example, there's like these CDC guidelines that tell about what kids are supposed to do when they reopen the schools. And like kids aren't allowed to play with each other. They're not allowed to go on the playground. They're not allowed to to be within six feet of each other. Do you realize what's that gonna do what that's gonna do to them psychologically? For this for this virus that may or may not even be real? Man. We're living through some crazy times, guys, and, and we got to be more aware than ever and, and, and mindful and thoughtful and, and have our guard up. But, but they've trained us to react emotionally instead of with logic because if we're able to think logically about stuff, I think this world would be a, a much different place. But when they've trained us to just be angry and only see things skin deep, to only see others for color and, and to reduce everything to a black versus white, left versus right uh, dichotomy, then, then we're easily manipulated and they can use that Hegelian dialectic to control us. And, uh, and then we find ourselves in a very sad place. So... You know, and some other interesting things to note, George Floyd, uh, he's got the same lawyer, his family, at least, you know, rest in peace, George Floyd. They got the same mayor as Trayvon Martin, the Freemason, Ben Crump. Freemason lawyer Ben Crump is the same guy who's going to be representing the Floyd family. He also represented Trayvon Martin. So interesting, right? Why do these same characters keep popping up? And I think Trayvon Martin's dad was also a Freemason, if I do recall right, and then like um, there's this dude, Stephen Jackson, who was calling George Floyd his brother. Apparently, Stephen Jackson is an ex NFL player, and he's a Freemason, posting all this stuff about Freemasonry. George Floyd has the big like 33rd degree Freemason symbol tattoo tattooed across his chest, which you can find if you watch his porno, because the dude was also a porn star. <laughs> Ay, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And then apparently him and the guy who killed him worked at the same restaurant together for 17 years. And then all of the, the cops who were involved in this were all homies and stuff, and apparently everybody knew each other. And uh, and then the, the racist cop, right, who killed George Floyd because he was black, he has an Asian wife or ex-wife or whatever. And uh, so I don't know, is he that racist? Is he only racist against blacks, but he loves Asians enough to marry one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's just questions to be asked. Is everything as black and white as they make it out to be in the media and with the government and stuff? And then you got 
the mayor of um, Minneapolis who comes, he looks like a kid. The kid, he looks like 18. And you can tell he's total, total liberal, hipster type of dude who's just very apologetic. I'm sorry, you know. And then they say, uh, he's in front of this huge crowd. And he's up there and he was apologizing and saying, you know, we all need to stick together, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And they said uh, that he's not going to defund the police department. And he didn't think that was a good idea. And they just got booed off. <laughs> it was pretty funny to see. And uh, everyone's just, you know, fuck you, motherfucker, and, and this and that. And then apparently, yeah, the... Minneapolis city councils have, the members have decided to defund and dismantle the city's police department, which is, wow, that's insane. Um, Let's read the article, huh? Says, nine members of the Minneapolis city council on Sunday announced they intend to defund and dismantle the city's police department following the police killing of George Floyd. We committed to dismantling policing as we know it in the city of Minneapolis and to rebuild with our community a new model of public safety that actually keeps our community safe, Council President Lisa Bender told CNN. With nine votes, the city council would have veto-proof majority of the council's 13 members, Bender said. Ah, man, it's crazy. Sunday's pledge was an acknowledgement that the current system is not working, Bender said. We need to listen, especially to our black leaders, to our communities of color for for whom policing is not working and to really let the solutions lie in our community. Press for details on what the dismantling might look like, Bender told CNN she was looking to shift police funding toward community-based strategies and that the city council would discuss how to replace the current police department. The idea of having no police department is certainly not in the short term. Bender and the other council members analyzed the nature of 911 calls by constituents, she said, and found most were for mental health services, health and EMT, and fire services. The nine council members made the announcement at a community rally in Minneapolis. News of the announcement was first reported by The Appeal. Calls by some to defund or outright abolish police departments have grown in the wake of Floyd's death and nationwide protests against police brutality. Uh, city council members had previously said they would take steps to dismantle the police department, including Bender, who tweeted earlier this week, yes, we are going to dismantle the Minneapolis police department and replace it with a transformative new model of public safety. What do you think that's going to look like? Do you, do you really think this is this new system that they're going to, they're going to bring in is going to benefit you somehow? Or is it possible that, that everything that's happening right now could be to bring in the type of police state that they always intended to do. And might this, this new, new um, thing, public safety model, would it include something similar to uh, what's going on in China with, with the, the social credit scores and the facial recognition and maybe even some sort of pre-crime aspect where they use AI and, and interpret the data that you put on your social media to see if you'll be likely to commit a crime and then come and just get you before you even do it. You know, there's talk of people doing that right now. And then, and then the contact tracing that they want to implement with the justification of COVID-19. But now they're saying that they got to do it because of the rioting as well. So they're going to be tracking everywhere you go and everywhere you went. Everyone you talk to, I don't know, guys. I just don't see this benefiting us in any way. Not that the cops did much for us anyways. I don't think I've ever had a cop do a good thing for me once. But I don't know. Just to call to dismantle the the police department of an entire big city like Minneapolis, which obviously has 
some crime. You know, shit's going down there. <laughs> it's not immune to it. I don't know if that's a good idea. <sighs> Anyways. I'm not going to read that whole article. Because it's too long, I don't feel like it. But, let's read this one. This is like an opinion piece, but maybe it'll be good. I don't know. It sounds it's about consciousness. Zen. We'll read it a bit and we'll see where it takes us. By Zen Gardner, in a world where truth doesn't matter. This is by Zen Gardner from the Activist Post. It says... This latest round of rapidly de- restart. <laughs> this latest round of rapidly deployed overreaching control mechanisms by packs of free-roaming predators only serves as another wake-up opportunity for mankind. The collective consciousness of humanity has been radically shifted and will continue to do so rapidly. It's obviously very complex and operating on many levels. Trying to define it at any given moment is like taking a snapshot of a raging river. It's just a moment in time of an ever-flowing torrent of constant change. We look for trends and patterns in life to gain perspective and stay alert for perceived possibilities. Most of humanity assumes that the source of this life's complex social structure we experience as a live stream is fairly benign, with fairly trustworthy authorities managing the stream and its system of levees and spillways, until the flood comes, especially when there is no rain. This oft-repeated cycle of social control and its expansions and contractions is remarkable. It appears there's not a time in known history that humanity hasn't been ruled and governed in some way, sometimes benignly but predominantly by some form of predatory hierarchy. We take it for granted, yet always long for freedom. Why is that? It's like we're spilled Chinese checker marbles that inevitably fall into seemingly predetermined holes we choose, we think we chose on some strange game board. Don't you find that strange? Do we really choose our places or is there some sort of cosmically driven force working through us, even despite our social programming? We don't even know, yet we believe and act like we're free agents, not really knowing what's really going on. Isn't that stranger still? Free-range humanity. The human societal world as we know it does not run on truth. Relative truths, perhaps, but not foundational truth. If it did, there would be none of this nonsense since there would be nothing for it to manipulate. You can call it deception if you like, but that's being generous with the idea of intention. It's fabrications within fabrications in a fabric of illusion, easily steered by those willing to play the role of controllers. Hence the ongoing dilemma. Knowing the deep truth somewhere within us, yet having the nagging sense of frustration and unfulfillment. This all stems from the external. As was wisely said, suffering comes from attachment, internal and external, when there's nothing when there's really nothing to attach to. It's all an illusion, the false self, and this whole drama we call life. I don't really want to read this. It's not It's not what I was going for today. <laughs> but you guys, it's more like a Buddhist type of thing. But it, it's good. It's good. You can read it yourself if you're into that. I was more getting it down to um, less esoteric type of thing. More, more, more uh, factual shit. But that is true. That's a good thing. I'm just not going to read it right now. It says, um, blah, blah, blah. Na, 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 na. I'm looking for things to read to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, this was an interesting, interesting story. So this guy, uh, Alexis Ohanian, who was apparently one of the founders of Reddit, and he is the husband to Serena Williams, the, the tennis player. 
And he says, so he steps down from, from the Reddit board and, and then asks for his seat to go to a black board member. So he wants to step down from his job and then be replaced by a black guy because he's upset about what happened to George Floyd. And obviously this guy's a white guy. And uh, what a weird, what a weird virtue signal right there. I mean, man, um, just to step down from your job and say, hey, you know, this cop killed a black guy. So I'm going to give my job to a black guy and I make a shitload of money. So, you know, I'm, I'm in a position where, you know, I can give you this. It's like my donation to society, to, to the black community or whatever. It's like, what the fuck? And it's just like, who does that? I don't know. Is he just that nice of a person? But I find it as like a very weird, kind of a pussy, like almost offensive mood move. Honestly, I mean, very strange. Very, very strange. Um, is that what we all have to do now, though? I mean, like, if I get a job and then somebody does something fucked up to somebody, maybe it's an Asian person. And then all of a sudden they're like, dude, you can't have this job. You got to step down and let an Asian guy have it. It's like, what? But I worked for this. <laughs> Just weird times, dude. Weird times. And of course it would be the CEO of Reddit. <sighs> it's pretty funny, though. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I wonder who they're going to replace him with. George Floyd. George Floyd's um, wife or something. I don't know. Very strange, though. I, I just found that interesting. I don't know. And then I saw also a video of, um, or a, an article about these people who organized this protest, and then, like, they're all washing their feet. Yeah, these, like, white, the, it, the way the article framed it was white people wash black organizers' feet as a show of, you know, uh, redemption type of thing or whatever, you know, like, like saying that they're they're sorry or something. It's like, damn, dude, are you are we really responsible for for everybody else's actions? It's just strange what they're doing, and then and I just see this as being some sort of um, thing to keep people divided from each other, you know. And it's just interesting, like I said, how we moved so quickly from the COVID nineteen thing into into this, um, these protests and things like that. And suddenly everything's okay. It's okay for us to go outside and gather in these massive groups when there's still laws in a bunch of places that you can't even have more than 10 people. But then, then everybody's condoning the, the, um, protests and stuff. So what will be the outcome of this? I don't know. It could be a, a bigger police state. Ah, it's just very, very interesting. I don't know. Like I said, I think we're all being taken advantage of, but some worse than others, though. I'm not going to act like uh, racism doesn't exist, and I don't condone it at all. Who would? You know, I don't know. Very, very strange times, though. So I want to see if I had a, anything else to read to you guys about. Oh, I have something I was thinking about that I could talk about. Um, it's just the fact with social media and, and the media itself, television, and and all this stuff. I was reading the book Fahrenheit 451 today. Decided to revisit it because I th- I feel like it's very relative to what's going on right now. Um and in that book they talk about how well just the society that they live in there. It's like a it's it's sometime in the future and there's no more books like you you they burn your house down if you have a book. And they come in and burn all your books too. And they're called fire firefighters or fire 
fire workers. I think they're firefighters. Yeah, but the the purpose of the firefighters is to come and actually burn down your house, not to save it from being burnt down. So everything's kind of been flipped upside down in this society. And uh, in this house that they live in, the guy's name is, uh, ah, shit, what the hell is the guy's name? Magon or something? I forget, damn it. (laughs) I just read it. Um... But he lived in a house where they have their walls, their TVs, essentially. The the entire wall is like it doubles as a TV. And then they got like each wall in the house or in their living room is just these giant TVs that are constantly blaring. And then his wife um, is just obsessed with television and is just always, always watching it and always has to be, always has to have it. And she calls these people her family, these people on TV. And... Um, it's very strange, right? And everybody drives really fast down the street. Everyone's going like 100 miles an hour. And all these people die constantly, get hit by cars or or, or die in these these horrific accidents. But it's just normal. And um, people are always distracted by, by sports. And they have all these weird sports that people do. But everything is completely mindless. And, and it's just all involves groupthink and, and constant entertainment and, and things like that. Drugs, sex. Um, all of that. And I can't help but think that like we're living in this time right now and social media is, is, uh, is it a, a huge example of that because we're constantly looking for that, that little, little glimpse of satisfaction. Every, we just keep scrolling and scrolling and it's purposely designed for us to become addicted to it and get those little minor dopamine hits that you get when somebody likes your photo or, or something like that. And we also get a chance to display ourselves. It's like our, it's like our soapbox, you know, we get to get on top of it and talk about what we think about stuff. And, but what is it really doing for us? Is it really benefiting us in any way? This, this constant inundation with data that, that we're experiencing and it's an overload of it. How could we even think straight at the, at the end of the day when when you've seen so many different pieces of information? And and we don't it, it's all headlines too. Like how many people even read a whole article about something or read a book, God forbid. I I couldn't in fact, let's look that up. How many people read books? How many people read a book a year? Let's do one book a year. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It says 24% of American adults haven't read a book in the past year. So how many people do? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it says 30%, 37% of Americans with a high school degree or less did not read any books compared to 7% with a college diploma. So I, anyways, people don't read that. Uh, it says the National Center for Education Statistics estimates that 32 million adults in the United States can't read. I don't know. We'll see what that says. But yeah, reading's a thing of the past. And um, and it, we see it in our society too and our, just our lack of dedication to stuff. Because to read a book requires concentration and and dedication and, and imagination. All these Asians are required to read a book. But to watch TV, uh, it doesn't require anything. You just sit there. And it actually puts you puts you into an alpha state in your brain, which is like a mind-control state, which targets your subconscious. And you're not critically analyzing what's being presented to you. And the same thing goes for social media and, and all this stuff. Like images and things like that, they don't require any logical deduction in your mind. It's just, it's just constant... Um, it's targeting a different part of your 
of your mind, which is the subconscious. And that's why fiction is so effective in controlling people, television in particular, and TV shows and movies and things like that. Um, it's used, that's why, that's how they train the public to, to think about stuff. They use fiction and because you're, you're subcon, like your guard is down. You're not thinking that you're being brainwashed and actually like programmed into believing that the world is a certain way because you, you think you're just being entertained. It's just, you know, this, this thing is there to make you happy. But really what they're doing is they're using drama and high drama and it's all there. A lot of money goes into making these, these movies and TV shows, obviously. And they do do things like predictive programming. And, and they, they give you a glimpse of how they want the world to be. And they give you these celebrities to look up to and to mimic and to imitate. And uh, that's the way they control the world. And I remember like when I really realized this, just on my own, I just kind of thought like, wait, why do I think this about this? And I, and I thought like, why do I think about girls in this way? Or why do I think about relationships in this way? Or, or school or, or family? How did I get that idea? Was that really through my own experiences? And then I realized it was through all these shows that I watched. Because I used to like watch a lot of TV, like fucking Disney Channel and shit when you're a kid. It's just, you know, you watch TV. You don't think anything about it. And our parents, you know, most of our parents aren't aren't um, trying to limit our TV exposure. If you're a parent, I hope you're doing that for your kid and limiting, you know, their, their interaction with iPads and, and things like that because it really is aimed to to do some some mind control stuff. And it seems like it makes us so we can't finish stuff or finish a project or whatever or or think deeply about a subject. We always got to be moving on to the next thing. And it's reflected in our relationships as well. Uh, I think most people aren't going to get married these days and, and have a solid relationship. There's, there's a lot of single moms, single dads, whatever. It goes both ways. But it, it seems like to, to, to dedicate and uh, uh, create a long-lasting thing – it's it's really hard in this society when there's when everybody is so accessible. You can talk to anybody at any time. All this information is constantly being thrown at us. You're always seeing something. The, uh, there's always a bigger, better deal somewhere that seems like it's within grasp. You know, you constant porn. Just fucking. You can look up any of the most insane shit you can watch and just watch it fuck each other, <laughs> and uh, with like the biggest dicks and the biggest titties or whatever. You know, anything anything you want. It's out there for you in in some digital manner. You can watch it. So uh, it's it's makes it difficult to be satisfied with what you got. When you're always looking at something better, there's always something better on the fucking internet or on the TV. But it's not real. That's the thing. None of it is real, man. The only thing that is real is, I don't know. Who the fuck even knows what's real anymore? Who do you trust what's real? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just a guy here talking, talking to a microphone. <laughs> thinking about stuff. I don't know. I'm just talking out my ass, dude. I've been talking for a while too now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to, to think about that sort of stuff and kind of like, it's important to take a break from that kind of stuff too, and, and turn off the social media and, and go out into the woods or something, get away from it all, man. Go sit by a river or something. I don't know. Just go chill. Try not to always be like, do we really have to be posting everything on social media everything we do every meal you eat every fucking everything dude i don't know 
I don't know. And the thing is, too, all of that data, everything you post on there, and I'm not, and I'm not immune to it. I do it too, and I'm, I, I consume it. I consume that information as well. But it's all being used against you too. All that information is being collected, put in their little databases, and then they can run simulation scenarios using supercomputers, using supercomputers and artificial intelligence. And then they have these giant data storage facilities that places like Google and Apple and, and the NSA and, and all these, these different organizations, they all work in conjunction with each other. They're all part of the same system. They're all part of the fucking government deep state, whatever you want to call it. They all work with each other. They're all created by each other. DARPA created the internet. So they, they take all of our information that we voluntarily post on, on social media. And, and then they can run a simulation scenario. They could say, okay, what if, what if this, what if there was a pandemic? What if there was a flu-like illness that spread throughout the country? And we told everybody that they have to be locked down. And then we told everybody that we have to trace everywhere they go and and uh, and do all this crazy shit. How will people respond? And they can get a very very accurate depiction of how everybody will respond on a on a whole scale or even on an individual scale because they can target out certain individuals and and they build this like character character profile based on um, what you've talked about on social media and, and all that shit because it's all it's all out there you know it's all it can all be found and categorized and things like that. So they can actually simulate all this stuff. And do you think they don't do that? Of course they do that shit. <sighs> I don't know. I, I think these are people who, the people who do that shit are people who we will probably never even learn their names. Some fucking geek in some underground fucking layer or some shit, you know? I think this world is um, a lot more, there's a lot more going on than than what we're led to believe and and i it's it's hard to believe that <clears throat> many movements and and global things that affect us on such a huge scale um that they they are spontaneously and organically just popping up and not controlled or manipulated in some way shape or form so just something to think about and it's not to say that you you got to be scared like oh somebody's controlling everything I do and think and say but in a way fuck it kind of does seem like that sometimes doesn't it and when you meet someone who's so who watches so much news and so much TV where they they literally sound like they're not even their own person they're just they're just constantly regurgitating something that they've been told by the fucking TV, by a newscaster, by a college professor, by a celebrity of some sort, or by some stupid ignorant rapper or or celebrity of some some kind who who benefits them in no way, and yet they they're subconsciously they have they've been trained to mimic this person and and to think that they're actually speaking for themselves. But I don't think many people even know who they are themselves, especially not at this time. I would say now more than ever in June 7th, 2020, we're less in touch with ourselves than we ever have been in the history of the world. Just given all of our different forms of escapism that we have right at our fingertips, we could just be launched into the most elaborate, like miraculous fictional world ever with the push of a button. And it's all pretty much free and accessible at any moment in time. And uh, do you really think a society where we can do that and we do do that voluntarily do you think a society like that knows themselves very well and 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 understands themselves? And that's what's really required for for any sort of healing or any sort of change on a grand level is to know yourself. 
You know, I can honestly say I'm not racist because I fucking know myself. But apparently there's all these people out there who, who are who are racist and uh, they don't even know it. <laughs> that's that's what we're being told, right? Which I do believe that. And uh, I don't know, man, that that's that introspection and to look into your darker side and and find what motivates the things that you do. Your your subconscious motivations. That's what Carl Jung talked about. That's what he was all about. Was was the subconscious and going into that, into people and finding what their motivation was. And your subconscious is constantly being targeted. That's what public relations is. That's what propaganda is. Edward Bernays was the nephew of Sigmund Freud, and he is the father of public relations. He wrote a book called Propaganda, where he explained how how they can manipulate the public on a grand scale just by using certain trigger words by using behavioral psychology and things like that because it's all mapped out and it's they've been doing it for over 100 years um, and they really got it down to a science and they literally have the technology now to to do it through technology to mind control the, the population on a huge scale and, and our phones are doing it to us, the TV, um, our computers and stuff and uh, that's just what's happening. So in order to stay sane and and kind of separate yourself from that, I think I think steps need to be taken. <laughs> Got to turn that shit off once in a while and, and kind of get in your own head. Maybe read a book, you know, read a classic book. Fucking think about something else. I don't know, man. Or are we all just going to be um, victims of this and, 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 and always at the mercy of what some public relations specialist is telling us what to think? Because that's what the, these television people are. That's what we see on TV. That's what the media is. That's what the government is. And that's why they all speak in the same way, in ways to appease you and, and to appeal to your emotions because that's how public relations and propaganda works. It's not based on logic. It's just based on feelings and, and notions. It's not based in fact. Facts don't matter anymore. We're living in a time when the truth doesn't matter. Facts don't matter. It's just whatever they tell you to believe. <sighs> so I don't know. I don't got the answers, man. I'm just a guy talking. <laughs> but, whoa, what's this? Anyways, um, yeah, but on the other hand, I do have a new music, new music out. I have a new music out. I have a new album called Silence's Betrayal. I highly recommend that you guys watch it and, and check it out. I'll play a song for you off of that album um, called Silence's Betrayal. Produced by Mr. Green and uh, with with some DJ work by my homie DJ A. Mills. So enjoy that. Listen to it. If you made it all the way to the end of this, congratulations. And uh, I hope you guys are all doing well out there, staying sane, making good decisions, and doing the right thing. So thanks a lot for, for listening. Uh, hope you have a great night. Peace out. Silence is betrayal. There's a time silence is betrayal If the good won't speak, violence will prevail Inhale breath from digital skies Die slow, spies though I'll see your knives and iPhones Cat got your tongue, lips sewn together Speak now, suffer this shit storm forever Sick forms of pleasure, big war endeavors School brainwash, the kids more than ever Man-made weather now, curving the jet stream Billionaire pedophiles, murdering Nepstein Me, I'm just hanging now, burning the best green Trying to hurt sheep, but they're turning against me Gleaming my therapist eye is all wrong 
dream of America died, it's all gone. Bars run up so the rich can stay rich. Adrenochrome fiends, they're sick, they rape kids. Living in the F field that fries brains. Minds stay crazed from waves that vibrate. It's fake and I hate it, why live in this hell? Gotta speak out, cause silence is betrayal. Silence is betrayal. Silence is betrayal. There's a time silence is betrayal. If the good won't speak, violence will prevail. Inhale breath from digital skies, die slow. Spies throw all your nines and iPhones. There's a time silence is betrayal. If the good won't speak, violence will prevail. Inhale breath from digital skies, die slow. Spies throw all your nines and iPhones. Yo. Dead slaves fall prey to a catchphrase. Head crazed, all braced for the next phase. Blessed sage on the stage to infect brains. Slaying with saying, simulating immense pain. Trained to be blind, opposite optometrist. God's anonymous, lost cause, no Protestants. Dominance of evil proves life's hell. Might as well learn to fight and fight the fight well. We've lost our minds in these awful times. Speak truth, be doomed to get ostracized. Kids cry, then die from shots the dots given. Vaccines linked to rising autism. Listen to me, teach, don't shoot the guy speaking. Hatred of truth is proof your mind's weakened. Peek through the veil, unfold the whole plot. Trump to Barack, I mean to Pol Pot. There's a time silence is betrayal. If the good won't speak, violence will prevail. Inhale breath from digital skies, die slow. Spies throw, all see your nines and iPhones. Silence is betrayal. Silence is betrayal.